Welcome to the Rural Revival Podcast. I'm your host, Dana Larson. This week, we're with Darren and Megan Orsag of Leco Honey in Lexington, Texas. What started out as a hobby has grown into a beekeeping and honey business and continues to grow. Darren and Megan are sharing about teamwork, the importance of knowing your beekeeper, and their annual honey harvest and adopt a hive program. So here we go with Darren and Megan. All right. Well, we're here with Darren and Megan Orsag of Leco Honey in Lexington, Texas. Guys, thanks for being on the podcast. Thank Thank you you. for having us. Well, tell us a little bit about you guys. Are you both born and raised in Texas? We are, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I was born in Brenham and lived in in Giddings for most of my life and college in Texas. Mm -hmm. And now we're not too far from uh, where I grew up in Lexington, uh, small town to small town. He's a Lee County boy and he remains a Lee County boy. So (laughs) I'm from outside of the county. I'm from Victoria, Texas. And um, I moved here, goodness, 2016 um, when we, right before we got married. Okay. Well, I want you guys, before we get into the business side of things, to talk a little bit about your journeys and how you met and how you got here. Sure. Okay. So this, I mean, I feel like you spent a whole podcast just on this, but um, I was a single mom. Um, I was divorced and finally feeling like okay with how, like where God brought me and, you know, where I was in my life. And um, I had little Nola and then just something spoke to me. I know it was the Holy Spirit. It's like, you know, I think it's time. So I met Darren and, um, I mean, it just, we just hit it off. I don't know. So, um, Darren had, Darren, you, you tell your story. I don't <laughs> want to talk. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, there's, there's many more details we could go into on that, but, um, yeah, I, I was, uh, part of a, a single dad, two girls. And, um, uh, I was a product of a, uh, a loss. My, my, uh, wife died of cancer and, um, we were on our own for a while. We had a lot of support from family and friends and we're thankful for that that got us by. And uh, I was really looking for someone that could um, uh, be a partner in life and someone that uh, would share in faith and, and uh, common goals towards uh, to work towards. And uh, my, uh, I reached out to Megan and said, Hey, and that was all it took. Hey. Yeah. Uh, we actually <laughs> met online. So I joked that his like first comment to me was, Hey, and that was it. So like, how many people did you send that? <laughs> but I took the bait and here we are. So, but yeah, we got married in 2017. So Darren had Natalie and Neely and I had Nola and then little Nashers came into the mix. Surprise us all, but the best surprise ever. And so now we're a family of six living out in Lee County on our little honey farm. And you actually are on Darren's family land, right? Yes. Yeah. So again, I think Darren can speak to this. I'm the talker. You go, babe. <laughs> yeah. So this uh, this land was from my grandma's side of the family, Dre's. Um, and it dates back to the original purchase was in 1880. Um, so in May of 1880. So I guess uh, we just passed the anniversary of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so it's been in the family for a long time, multiple generations. And my um, aunt inherited a portion, and she was going to be selling it. So we, uh, thankfully, she was kind to us and uh, came to us first, and we were able to buy a portion of the land. And 
I worked here growing up on the farm and building fence and working on tractors and still don't really know how to do all that that well. But (laughs) my my grandpa tried to teach me and uh, I've always dreamt of staying, living out here. And it just, it just happened to work out really well for us. I love it. Well, both of your families have been in the honey business for a while, for generations, actually. Is it something that you always both knew you wanted to do, or is it something you just kind of decided, let's go for it? You know, I remember my grandpa, like we would play with all his bee equipment, and I remember watching him go out there with nothing on to go check his bees and hearing stories of my dad say how he used to drive around in his truck with a beehive riding shotgun and claiming that no one would steal his truck since he had the beehive in there. And then in college, I took a honeybee biology class, not ever thinking I would use it. Um, So it was just weird how organically it all came together. And it wasn't until I met Darren and learned his story to when we were like, okay, let's make this happen. And so you you took your side. It's way better. (laughs) It's not way better. My (laughs) My side is very similar. I, I grew up around uh, uh, seeing the equipment. I never really worked bees with my grandpa uh, before he passed away. And that is a regret of mine. Uh, but uh, I, I remember being around it in his woodworking shop. I still remember the smell of the wax foundations that he would put on. And so it, when when we had, um, uh, when we kind of knew each other's history on that, we started looking around thinking we would get into it as a hobby. And um, we found a couple of hives and she encouraged me to try it. And um, we went from two to 25 now. So we, we grew pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it became a bit of an obsession, but um, <laughs> we enjoy it. We really do. And, and it's, we really like the aspect of knowing that there's family history tied to it. And uh, looking back, we had a lot of fond memories of it. And we hope that uh, our girls will and, Perhaps we can uh, promote this in the future for others because it, it does seem to be a, a bit of a dying kind of uh, uh, thing to do, from a, especially from a, a standpoint of young kids being involved with it. So, Once you made the decision to start beekeeping, where did you go from there? Oh, my goodness. I think we both didn't really recognize what we were fully getting into until we were like in it. But I've, I've so and it's so interesting because we come at it in such different ways. I love looking at the research. I love trainings. I like conferences and, and meeting other beekeepers and learning from them. And Darren is very much of, he loves like the tradition. He loves learning what his grandfathers did. Um, he's very much like, I'm going to get out there and get in the hive and learn from the hive and let the hive kind of teach him versus letting like others kind of join in. So it's been really interesting and I think fruitful with the different ways that we like to learn about beekeeping and where we took off from there. But yeah, I would, I would add to that, that um, I think we both enjoy learning about it again in different ways uh, in our own unique ways. Um, But in addition to that, we kind of have different roles that we just jumped into and and kind of took up uh, on our own accord without really thinking about it. And uh, me being more geared towards the, the, the uh, caring for the bees and the hives and the, uh, uh, splitting and gaining more and doing removals and then her side, more of the marketing and the uh, uh, bottles and the uh, social media. So it's, it's really worked out really well. Just the, the combination of the two kind of ideas on what needs to be done. Uh, and honestly, I'm lagging well behind her uh, marketing because we always run out and I never have enough uh, honey. Uh, I blame the bees, not me. Necessarily. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, <Yeah. laughs> 
not user error. (laughs) (laughs) Talk to us about your logo and the story behind that. Yes. So we, we did a lot of grappling with that. We really struggled because we recognize the importance of a name and what that stands for and what that means. It's so important. So, um, so the Lee Co is for Lee County, um, which is where we live and which is where our bees live. And something that's really important to us is being very transparent in from hive to your table. So we want our, anyone who buys our honey to understand where their honey comes from and how it got there. Um, and also about the family behind it. So that was really important for us. And that's where the hexagon comes into play. So there's six of us in the family and there's six sides to a hexagon. And the hexagon is one of the strongest um, shapes in nature. Um, and so we felt like it really represented us and how we all came together and just became this really solid, strong family. Um, especially when I think when we were in our um, times of just single parenting, we maybe didn't really necessarily feel like that. So to be able to come together in this way and have that solid foundation. So that that's why we chose Lico Honey and then with the six um, sides for the hexagon. So that's where that came in. I love that. <laughs> and your honey bottles are even in a hexagon shape. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so cool. Thank you. We love them. I'm, I'm, uh, I like like very unique, simple things. And so when I found the bottle, I was like, this is it. Like, this is, this is us. So it was great. So you raise raw natural honey. And like you said, straight from your farm to our table, what does the term raw natural honey mean for those of us who aren't up on all things honey? Yeah. So the raw just means and natural honey just means that it's not, uh, it doesn't have any sugar water. It doesn't have any additives. It also is not heated when we process it. So a lot of uh, production facilities will heat the honey because it's easier to bottle. Mm-hmm. And when they do that, they they uh, destroy some of the local pollens that are in the honey. Also, uh, we've learned a lot since we've, we've uh, been working with bees locally that many of the companies that you're familiar with uh, that you may purchase from, you know, HEB or Walmart or wherever the grocery store chains are in your area, um, that they're they're blended. A lot of them are blended. Um, and there's some programs about that, that we watched. Um, we are part of the real Texas honey, um, association. Uh, but a lot of the honeys that you purchase may have corn syrup, uh, or, um, rice syrup mm-hmm. in it, uh, as fillers, uh, because they're cheap, uh, and they're easy to mm-hmm. add to honey to kind of stretch it out and make it go further. Uh, we don't do that. We won't do that. And, um, also, you know, we, we want to make sure that people know that if you're buying this honey, that it's it's coming from this area uh, and that, mm-hmm. you know, we don't have bees outside of our outside of our local community here outside of Leake County. Uh, we're not going and chasing um, the bloom across the state or across the country to make sure we get honey production. So mm-hmm. uh, raw, just raw, natural honey just means that uh, we're not adding anything to it and we're not subtracting any of the pollen from it by heating it. So mm-hmm. it's pretty important when you're looking for a, a good honey, a local yeah. honey. You can find that's a lot at farmer's markets and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. you just have to be real cautious about when you're buying it, knowing the, the beekeeper. Yeah, uh, I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, ask questions when you go and get your honey how many hives you have, where they're located, how much production do you make? And, you know, 
uh, because a lot of the people that we see selling uh, honey, they may not even be beekeepers, but they're buying honey from someone and they're labeling it uh, as their farm and uh, selling it. So just be cautious on it. Uh, if, if you're going to pay money for it and you want it to be local honey uh, for allergies or whatever the case may be, if you're trying to support someone locally, uh, just ask questions and be sure you're educated on that. That's so good to know. And there are health benefits, right, to buying local honey? Mm-hmm. Yes, we've had several people, like actually we have one gentleman in our county who brings the exact jars that he wants. He wants them in his own jars because he's calculated, you know, the amount of honey he needs to have a tablespoon a day to help with his allergies. It's got anti-inflammatory benefits and I mean, there's antioxidants. So it's really interesting. And the more we've learned about honey and raw natural honey of how important that is, especially if you're buying for more medicinal purposes. Um, if you're just buying for like, you know, sugar or sweetness or something like that, that's one thing. But if you're really looking at it for the health, then that's what Darren said. Like certainly, um, you know, go talk to your local beekeeper. We, we highly recommend like that if you're in Washington and you are buying for medicinal purposes for allergies, find your beekeepers and in, in your county that you live in. So we are more than happy to point people other places if, um, if they're buying specifically for allergies, because we want them to, you know, receive the same benefits that they would, especially for like the people that are here too. But yeah, it's really interesting. I love learning about the medicinal purposes and, um, I have my grapefruit honey tea like every night. Like that's my, that's my thing. So. Sounds so good. So people can come visit your farm and see how the honey is made. Do you have like a shop where people can can buy your products or how do you get that out to the world? We, that is on our, like our dream list. Like we have a dream. There's an old homestead um, on the property and it's just beautiful. We've seen old pictures of it as well. And so our dream is to turn that into a honey house where we would do all of the processing, invite people in for classes to learn about beekeeping and then have a shop there um, as well as honey tasting. So we've got big dreams, but for now we invite people into our home and you know, we're, we're virtual right now. So you can kind of see our, our place here, but we've uh, we invite our local bakery who, who comes in and provides the meals with our um, honey in it. And then uh, Sam, the local coffee guy comes with his local coffee for people to try. And then Angela and Rodney with 60 flower farm, our local flower farmers come and talk about how you care for your pollinators. So we try to bring everybody into our home and just introduce them into Lee County and some of the great things and people that are here. And um, so it's, it's a really fun event. We had our first one last July and it was, a, it was really fun. We're excited to do another one. Yeah. Our, our goal is eventually to get to the point where we can do beginner beekeeping classes or uh, we can put on demonstrations of uh, how to harvest using different methods or uh, have a retail facility but uh, as of right now because we we both uh, work full-time and we're managing this as well it's uh, mm -hmm. and four kiddos running around we're we're, yeah. uh, we're working towards that that is definitely a dream of ours and kind of something that we want to do uh, and we're working towards in the future we, we're building our number of hives to help sustain that as well. So mm -hmm. we have goals. So if any of you are listening and you're really good at fixing old houses that are falling apart, so do you hit up local farmers markets, that kind of stuff? Yes, we do. We will, um, we, we have a local farmers market here. And then we also work with 
the local bakery, Fourth Street Bakery, and she has our honey. And she actually makes uses our honey in several of our baked goods, like the honey buns that she makes are pretty famous here. Um, and then also in the town over, um, there is a Gourmet Divas and it's super fun. And they host um, tasting events and they host um, different chefs from around the area that come in and, and do training. So they help us get our honey out to too. And um, also like pop-up shops. And the really fun thing is people will just message us and ask us if they can swing on by and pick up honey. And so we do a lot of like door-to-door, kind of visit the farm, buy your honey while you're here we've driven out people to look at the hives and so they can see where their honey comes from. And um, the local schools, they've painted some of our hives. And so it's really fun for them to be able to see, okay, where, where's my box at and which hive is it on? And so we've really tried to like invite community in um, to our farm so they can, again, we, that transparency piece is so important to us. So that's, I think most of our sales are person to person. That's great. And you have this cool, thing where people can adopt a hive. Yes. (laughs) So that is new this year. And, you know, there's several beekeeping groups that have done something similar. And it's so cool where you can adopt a hive and you'll get, you know, either a t-shirt or one one group does a coloring book um, or they can come out and visit their hive. And so um, I'm I'm wearing, I know y'all can't see it right now, but I'm wearing one of our t-shirts that says support your local beekeepers. And so we're always thinking of ways where they can either purchase the t-shirt or they can adopt a hive. And that is just another way that we're bringing bees into our county. Um, and I wish I could show you our fields right now. They are covered in wildflowers. And that's just the past three years that they've grown so much just having the bees here. So it's been really exciting to have the community rally behind us. And we see people wearing the t-shirts out everywhere. Um, and that just represents them bringing bees into Lee County. So Dr. Hive is just another way to do that. I love that. Um, so yeah, tell us about the community and how they have been supportive. Oh my goodness. So, you know, you move into a small town um, and Darren is from Lee County. So he's kind of like, and this is the land that's been here since, you know, the 1800s or his family. And so, um, you know, as a, as a mom moving in, who doesn't have a lot of, you know, solid roots grounded, um, you know, I was a little nervous about how we would be accepted, but they've just welcomed us with open arms and the local businesses, we've started a group up where we meet and we talk about how can we best support each other. Um, we um, do our best to cross promote, you know, even on social media or events that we want to host together. Um, and just the women in this community have just been incredible and so supportive. And they're the ones that you'll typically see wearing the support your local beekeeper t-shirt. Um, the community has embraced us with the farmer's market. So they'll come visit us. And, and I wish I, I, I can't even describe in words like how blessed we feel by our community. I mean, when you talk about small town hospitality, open arms, open doors, I mean, this is exactly, I mean, Lee County, Lexington should be right next to that in the dictionary because it's so amazing. Yeah, I guess I would also say, uh, Megan mentioned earlier, um, painting of the bee boxes. So that was something that the art program at the high school said, hey, we'd love to uh, have some of your bee boxes and have our uh, kids paint them. And um, so that's another way they contributed and, and they've been part of our uh, Lico Honey and, and invested in us. And we've done, uh, we've done demonstrations at the high school um, for 
you know, what it takes to be a beekeeper to the ag department. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've, we've done local garden clubs have been out to our house yes. to talk about pollinators and what it would take to uh, have pollinators or what you need to plant that's beneficial to pollinators. So there's a lot of community involvement and um, we're now members of the Chamber of Commerce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we, there's a lot of uh, a lot of little things that I think um, just within the community and honestly, our, our church, too, we're, mm-hmm. uh, we've been blessed to have so many people within our church to be um, helpful with um, you know, getting, getting the word out there and, and being part of uh, uh, letting us know when they see that there's a swarm and a tree on Facebook and I'm yeah. tagged immediately on Darren, go out there and try to help them out. So mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're, they've been great to us. Mm-hmm. What's been one of the biggest things you've learned as you've built this business? Oh, well, I will say from, from my side, <laughs> Uh, there, you know, when we first bought two hives, I was thinking, well, immediately we'd have, you know, just gobs of honey, <laughs> right? That's just how it works. You send them out there and all of a sudden you're, you're set. Uh, it takes a while and there's a process and it's, uh, as you're growing, um, sure we have, you know, 25 hives now, but uh, a lot of those are still young hives and they're still developing and they're still, we're still working on uh, getting our production values up. And then also uh, bees, bees are, uh, bees are finicky. They have their mm-hmm. own ways about them and they're, they're very, very interesting, um, insects, but they're also, uh, challenging sometimes. I, I think that, um, when we joined the real, uh, Texas honey association, uh, the president of the organization there was saying that, you know, he's a commercial beekeeper and they lose 30 to 40% of their hives year over year. So it's kind of caring for them and maintaining them and trying to eliminate pesticides and herbicides and uh, dealing with mites and uh, high beetles and wax moss. And there's lots of, lots of things that you have to think about uh, and stay on top of. So uh, it's, it's a, it's challenging. It is work um, to do it, uh, but it's, it's very rewarding at the same time. Mm -hmm. I think I've learned the power of storytelling um, and that, the consumers really care about where their food comes from. And I think that's incredible. And so I've been so appreciative of social media where we could tell our story and then we could also tell the story of our highs and how, you know, we, the honey comes from the highs into the bottles. So I've just, I really appreciate it and learned so much about that storytelling piece. And I think there's so many on uh, social media that I can point to is that I've learned from um, that have been just the most kind people that reach out and just want to share their knowledge. And so I so appreciate this community of people in agriculture, especially these women in agriculture that kind of rally around each other and help each other out. So I've just learned so much from them and how they've told their own stories. And, and that's certainly influenced us and in how we tell our story. And it's not just about honey. It's about like the family behind the honey and the process of, you know, the, honey and the process and what it means to take care of a hive. And so it's exciting to see how people like they really do care about that. And that just invigorates me and just gets me so excited, you know, about agriculture and our, you know, small community here. And um, so, yeah, storytelling is so important. That's what I've learned. Well, you tell a great story through not just your writing, but also your photos. You have great photos and you actually do that on the side a little bit, right, Megan? 
yes, yes. I, there was a family that reached out and asked if I would take some of their, uh, her daughter's senior photos. And I just had so much fun. And I love the thought of just trying to capture who they really are in this moment. Um, and not like not getting all like super gussied up, but I don't know. I just love the real natural light and I love telling a story through photos. And so I've just really enjoyed going out and taking photos of friends and other folks. So yeah, that's, that's another venture I'm, I'm going down that I, I really enjoy. You're very good at it too. Thank you. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys both actually on top of all of this have full-time jobs. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you do it all? <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's more like just keep swimming, just keep swimming. <laughs> we, uh, I mean, I think first and foremost, we have real, we really work on our marriage. And I think that's first and foremost. Like, if you're going to be a like, business partner with your spouse, like, uh, we used to be really good about taking a date night every week um, and just really pouring into each other and then understanding that God is in control and not us. And so giving up some of that control to him and recognizing like, this is his business. This is, these are his highs. These are his bees. These are his kids. You know, my husband is his, I have zero control over any of that. Um, that just takes a weight off of your shoulders. And I think what it's allowed us to do is really just look at each day and say, okay, like God, what do you have planned for us today? Um, I think that I am a, jump off the cliff without recognizing if I pack my parachute or not. And Darren is like the one packing my parachute as I'm jumping. So working with someone who is the complete opposite of me is um, probably stressful for him. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's really helpful for us. And then recognizing that we play two very different roles in our our business um, and that we can each support each other on that. Yeah, I think we we complement each other well on that. I mean, if you weren't jumping off the cliff, we wouldn't be where we are now because that would be analyzing every aspect of it. And we'd still have two highs and wondering what we're going to do next. So <laughs> um, it's important to move forward sometimes, even if you don't have all the answers. And uh, that's challenging for me, uh, less so for you. <laughs> uh, so I, I think that's uh, certainly an aspect of it. And we do have a lot of converse- conversations surrounding schedule and you know, hey, we're we're investing a lot of time in this particular uh, component of our week, and mm-hmm. we need to think about you know putting more emphasis on whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. and whether it's kids and uh, schoolwork or um, having our time together, or the bees, or marketing, or our our mm-hmm. church um, and family. So we we have a lot of uh, commitments that yeah, it seems like a lot. And it is, but I think we try to work to prioritize uh, where we need to invest our time and where it where it makes the most sense for us to to spend our time and effort. And to be super transparent, we are not good at this. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have all the answers, and I, we have allocated days and times where, like, he goes and checks beads on this date, this time, you know. But then a removal might come up, or somebody might want me to come take pictures or something like that. So there's always a wrench thrown into our plans. And so we are not perfect, but we recognize that their communication is really important. And I think that that's where the, like the schedule and the priorities, like, you know, make such a big difference of like, we really need to come together and say, this is what we've got going on for the week. Um, yeah. I wish, I wish we could say how we do things, but 
We're still figuring it out. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't have a set uh, program, yeah. but I think compromise is a big part of it. You know, if 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 I have something that uh, comes up and uh, she's uh, able to move some things around to help me out, uh, or vice versa, I think that that's a, a big component of it. And then recognizing that maybe I can't do a removal five nights a week, and uh, you know, I, I, there's some something I need to pass on, and mm-hmm. there's certain things that we'd both love to do, but we just don't have the time to do it. Uh, and uh, kind of understanding that we're not going to be able to do it all and uh, make sure that we're putting our efforts in the things that make sense for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How are your girls involved? Oh my goodness. So they, they all have little bee suits and it was precious because Darren came to speak to Nola's class when she was still at the little preschool and she had on her bee suit and she was passing around, you know, the high frames. And so it was so cute. And they'll go out and, you know, check the highs from a distance. They're still not super comfortable getting like in the highs like Darren is. Um, but they are huge helpers with me at the farmer's markets. And they also help us with bottling and putting stickers on. Natalie loves to put the stickers on. And she's one of our very like detail oriented children. So we like it when she does the stickers. Um, so we do try to make it like a family event where we all recognize that we all play a part in our honey business and, you know, everybody's part is very important. Um, and they might look different and that's okay. Yeah. I, I I would like to bring them as, as they uh, get a little older, more and more to working the hives. I think the concern is that, um, bees can be mean, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and one one point of uh, recommendation from me, uh, from our side, if you are looking to get into beekeeping, one of the first things you can, should, should consider is getting a high quality bee suit. Uh, so you can buy a, a cheapo suit and it, it may give you a limited amount of protection. But I think we went out the other day and checked a hive and she was wearing my good suit and I was wearing a different one. And I got popped like 15 times pretty quickly. <laughs> oh. So it it, it matters. Uh, you want to make sure that you uh, mm-hmm. you have the proper equipment because it's not a lot of fun to beekeep when every time you go out, you get 30 or 40 stings and you're <laughs> probably going to want to quit pretty quickly if that happens a lot. But yeah, the, the girls are highly involved with um, uh, just the planning, the, the discussion surrounding it, the honey production side of things. They love spinning the spinner and uh, Nola may sneak a lot of uh, taste of the honey uh, throughout <laughs> the process. But yeah, they're, they're all really involved with it uh, and are, are good helpers. Mm-hmm. So good. What excites you most about the future of rural America? Oh, goodness. I just love the voices of rural com- America coming out and telling their stories and really understanding like that there is a community presence And it is so important for them to be able to tell their stories. And that, again, like they're all different stories and we all play a different role in feeding America. Um, I love the promotion of just the work that everyone is doing. Um, And um, just, again, like how um, we just said about the kids, like how everybody plays their own part, but it it makes such a world of difference for all of us. Um, so I'm just, I've really enjoyed, again, I'm more of like the marketing social media person, but I really have enjoyed just listening and watching the stories and watching, you know, the attention paid to rural America. I feel like really increased and people are excited about it and want to support these farmers and ranchers. So um, I've just loved hearing their voices like be heard and seen. Yeah, I would say that um, 
I think right now it's even more at the forefront with people looking at where their products are coming from um, with all of this stuff that we've had going on in the world mm -hmm. today that people are more interested in making sure that maybe they're going to pay a dollar or two more to get a ground meat from a, a farmer that they knew, know who, uh, where the cow came from and mm -hmm. how it was uh, raised or uh, maybe they'll spend a little bit of extra money to go buy flowers from 6G, a, a local farmer that is not shipping the flowers in from overseas. Um, so it's, it's a, it's a good time, I think, to be in the uh, rural kind of community and uh, production. I think we, we need to be kept careful as a, a society not to lose sight of uh, our history and our heritage with, mm -hmm. you know, farming and ranching and uh, honey production is it's kind of going to the wayside because people are more consumer based and, and uh, less uh, production based. So I think uh, as, as we're seeing right now, that's, there's kind of a shift. It seems to me, and maybe it's because we're in the middle of it, mm -hmm. but it seems to me like there is a big shift of people wanting to have something that they know where it comes from. And, and uh, um, so I think that's uh, pretty exciting about what's happening in the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. What's next for you guys and for Lico Honey? Oh, goodness. All of our big, it depends who you ask. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm already a million miles ahead in uh, how our, you know, our honey uh, store in my mind and all of that. But I think, I think as far as next steps, we are super excited to host another um, honey harvest at our home. Um, and involving even more of our local community and our local um, farmers and ranchers here um, and just supporting their their work and their products and what they have to offer our community. Um, we um, we are excited about um, the Adopt-A-Hive, obviously. Um, but, but what comes next for us is really the honey harvest. Um, that's probably our, yeah, our from, biggest thing. Yeah, from an immediate standpoint, I think you're yeah. right. Yeah, I think from a, a future uh, of Lico, man, we we have a lot of check boxes that are unchecked right yeah. now that we're we're working towards. Uh, you know, the the uh, commercial production facility. Hopefully, at some point, that way we we don't bump up against any limitations on shipping or places we can sell our honey. Mm -hmm. um, you know, increased production, number of hives, and mm -hmm. you know potentially branching out from our, our home location here, which uh, is probably going to have a limitation of number of hives that we can support here and spreading out into uh, being uh, having locations at uh, other people's farms or ranches. Uh, we'll have to get yeah. them pretty well, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but that's, that's something that we want to do. And ag exemptions are a big thing too, that people are looking into now that Honeybees are, are can be used as an ag exemption on properties less than 20 acres in Texas and between, I think, between six and 20 acres. So that's something we're looking into more. Uh, but mm -hmm. I we, think in educating people, too, like that's been something we've really enjoyed. And so we've talked with some local folks about hosting more like education type forums where people can come and learn about beekeeping. And here in Texas uh, or here in, in Lexington, we have Snow's Barbecue, which is the number one barbecue place in Texas. So we have, you know, talked about doing a barbecue bees and beer, like come on and learn, eat some good barbecue and let's talk about bees. And so like what Darren said, if they have an interest in bringing bees onto their property, we can maybe help them get into something like that. One other thing I think that we're pro that um, I, I hope others uh, will appreciate and maybe do themselves if they're into bees is 
we don't really have a great local um, source for a, a club or knowledge of uh, beekeeping. So we, we've only met once due to uh, circumstances surrounding the current oh, environment, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we do have a little, uh, uh, the hive, uh, yeah. the hive, uh, a group of uh, uh, people that want to get into beekeeping or have started beekeeping that we can kind of be a community of, mm -hmm. uh, of beekeepers that can help support each other. So I think that that's one thing that uh, we're also working towards is just promoting it. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't think that there's the demand far outweighs the, the, uh, production from a local U.S. Uh, honey uh, standpoint. So we encourage people to get involved with it. We're, we're not one of those people that says, no, don't do it. Uh, <laughs> it is challenging. Uh, it, there, are, there are ups and downs within beekeeping, but it is, it's fun and it's rewarding. So we encourage people to be involved and we'd like to continue promoting that as well. Mm -hmm. Well, and I love how open you are about sharing what you do know. Uh, because you want other people to be able to benefit from that. So yes. I yeah. appreciate that you're doing that very much. Thank you. Well, how can we follow along with everything that you guys have going on? Well, we have uh, Instagram and Lico Honey. And then our Facebook, which you can find us on Lico Honey as well. And then our website, LicoHoney.com. So those are probably best ways that you can connect with us. I know our website, we've, we've tried to do a good job just being really transparent with our mission and our vision and um, some of the things we've got going on and then um, our family story, if you're interested. Um, so you can learn a little bit more about our farm and our family and who is Lico Honey. Perfect. Well, guys, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for having us. Thank you very much. Yeah, this is great. Thank you. Well, I love Darren and Megan's focus on community and how they're helping other beekeepers by sharing what they've learned. They plan to announce their next honey harvest date soon, so be sure to go check out the show notes to follow along. Huge thanks to Darren and Megan for being on the podcast, and thanks to you for tuning in as we record these podcasts remotely. We hope to be back out on the road again soon, but until then, stay healthy and safe and have a great day, everybody.